Yo. How are you guys doing? So, man. We're doing good. All is well. All is good here. Uh, it's another episode of the Banter Buddies. This is our second session, our sit and knee, with a bunch of guys just chilling around, talking about the latest, most relevant news applying to all of you around. <laughs> yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Most relevant news. OJ, can you just hit the, the AC? Yeah, it, it is pretty cold. Bottom right button right there. Khalid doesn't provide blankets. No, of course there are blankets right there. <laughs> they're hanging right there. They just don't get to have them. We yeah. can cuddle if you want. We can. Yeah, By the way, ha- happy May the 4th. We're recording this on May the 5th, but happy May the, May the 4th, guys. Back in time, May the 4th. Indeed. Are you both Star Wars fans? Huge. Yes. Really? Man, there's no real representation. You guys, you guys are going to hate me then. Why? I think it's the most overrated piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, OG. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Okay, like with Star Wars, the the sto- story wise, yeah, it's, it's okay. so it's so predictable. You know, it's okay. it's, it's the classic hero, yeah. uh, whatever, yada yada. It's been yeah. done and it's been done over again. So story wise, I agree with you. But in terms of like introducing, uh, in terms of uh, you know changing gears on sci-fi, it, it was revolutionary in that sense. Yeah, that, that's the thing. But I wouldn't it's, it's disagree also, with that. Yeah. yeah. OJ comes from the, the, the same as you. You come from this uh, like this background of being movie buffs and film buffs, and you're a filmmaker. For you, judge it by that criteria. Is it for us? It's more like like if you look at the older Batman movies, if they're cheesy today, it doesn't matter what the geek movie was. It's more like every yeah. time there's a movie, it's like yes, yeah, exactly, Success. exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. exactly. I like, yeah, I but but okay. Star Wars was one of the earliest real successes. If you look at all the like the sci-fi, well, it's more of a fantasy movie, really. But and if you look at the sci-fi yeah. slash fantasy genre, I'm uh, <coughs> Flash Gordon and all this other stuff. There hasn't been really a lot yet. So it's more like Flash Gordon is more of a cult movie, you know. I mean, yeah, it is, but it's, yeah. it was successful. Had to at the time. It, it was, was yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, if if you lose on that, if you think about that, you're like, okay, I mean, like something nobody's ever like mm-hmm. thought twice about, right? And then suddenly somebody comes out and they give you a, like this budget and huge special effects and everything else, and you're. And, and you know, you know something when it came to uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. I remember when it got released, everyone on Facebook was like, "Oh my God! Oh wow! Oh Star Wars!" And I'm like, "Dude, yeah, I, I, you're not a Star Wars fan, yeah, man. Yeah, you're just, yeah. you're just jumping on the train here." So I wrote, I wrote on Facebook like, "Oh, suddenly everyone's a Star Wars fan." Yeah. Well, it's made they've made it more accessible now. Yeah, they they have. Yeah. They have. Yeah, 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 well, they have to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, before you used to be ridiculed for being a star. Well, not ridiculed, but like you know, people would look at you funny for saying, you know, "Oh, I like watching like Yoda train Luke and, <laughs> and whatever." And 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 now it's like, "Oh yeah, Star Wars, yeah, Disney." Well, so, funny enough, Episode Six is my favorite. Return of the Jedi. From all, yeah, Return is of it the Jedi because it's the first real space battle. I mean. Uh, What's your favorite part? Of it's more. It's more. It's more sentimental value more more than anything. Because the, how I got introduced to Star Wars was... Uh, you related to the Ewoks. I kind of related to the Ewoks and the fact that I was short and hairy <laughs> back then. But um, it's, 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 it's more like, you know, my friend introduced me to them. Shout out to Abdul in Amsterdam. I promised him I'd do this. Did you? All right. Yeah. You, you told him I'm going to be talking about Return of the Jedi it's on the podcast. Well, well, I told him I was going to be talking <laughs> about... Saturday I was going to be talking about the suicide machine that we discussed oh last God. week. <laughs> but uh, sorry, Adil, it didn't play out that way. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he introduced me to Star Wars and I thought he was weird as f***. Like, in, like that, we're talking fourth grade here. Yeah. Right? But I, I really got into it, and uh, Return of the Jedi was 
really the movie that I that sort of yeah, it completed it for me. Yeah. So I was like, damn, I really like this movie. You need to get on it. You you felt it was uh, relatable. And to me, there was the Emperor I liked a lot. The space, the, the from a from a special effects point of view, it is my mm. favorite. And then you get to see the bigger ships and what they kind of like went out all the way to do. Mm-hmm. Because that was the time when they'd actually make models. Yeah. Like they see that that's probably the one thing that I really appreciate about it at yeah. the time. That that <clears throat> commitment to special effects. Yeah. I, had I, I like the physicality of special effects. Yeah. You don't get that a lot nowadays. Oh, Especially with the recent uh, Jurassic Park, it really pissed me off. Because it was very CGI. How much CGI there was. Even though they they were like, oh no, we actually used a lot of prosthetics. Nah, you can tell that it yeah. mostly was CGI. Oh, oh, I think bad. I think OJ, you know, I, the, the point with you know special effects and whatever is that when you see them nowadays you get bored of them because they all look the same yeah. but even back then even if the movie didn't do so well in terms of special effects you appreciate the effort that's put in true them. yeah it's it's weird though even some like there's some movies with special effects that you kind of look at and you're like oh my god this aged really badly and then there's others some that of you're it like, does not age man. first Jurassic Park man. so I still watch that and I'm amazed it's still like I'm like yep like, I believe him that's, that's so <laughs> real. I'll, I'll go back even further man give me something Metropolis Metro- come on Metropolis like, man man look, I mean, okay, I mean at, look. The, at the time it I mean, still looks like Metropolis nah. but I didn't believe it then do you know what I mean like, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 have, you, have, you, have you seen The Fly Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That aged yes. so well. Yes, aged well, the, very well. The, the fly. It's still yeah, creepy. It still gives you shivers so when you see that That's transformation. That's my favorite Cronenberg movie. Yeah, yeah. You gotta see the fly. Now. Is it, you remember last time we talked about why there's no... Um, there's no Arab. There's no real Arabic horror, man. It's the the genre that people the most yeah, the impact about to yeah. kind of be like, yeah, there's an Arabic horror movie, and and there there are other good movies, but why is there no sci-fi? Honestly, I think the answer is simple. I think it's probably the lack of equipment that we have here you know, although a lot of people do have the money to do that but we we just don't have the facilities to make but that is happen it, is it really like we said last time we don't have to sci-fi doesn't have to be about special effects yes but you need a background in well at least on how to make an actual sci-fi I, you know? I, I think here it's it's, it's the, it, <laughs> if you can't make a proper horror movie like how yeah. can you make a sci-fi is, are you saying it's because of like the, the i think it's just a lack of knowledge i don't know if, i i don't think it's only sci-fi i think just the film industry in general in in the gulf is not pretty much they don't invest in it that much so what is it about horror that makes it more accessible is it the fact that it's for something primal, well, easy to understand? Probably. Well, well because yeah. because a lot of people here grow up with you know qasas uh, which is like you know ghost stories and whatever. So I think they relate to that more. So there's there's a bigger audience for that. Right. Yeah, and he, but you know what's what sci-fi it's a really it's a really narrow community i'm talking like real real sci- sci-fi fans is it because thing- it can cause bad issues like it's always challenging and people don't like to be challenged maybe maybe yeah. but i think the main difference between sci-fi and horror is that horror can be made cheap and even if it was if it was laughable at least you'll enjoy it you know right, right. sci-fi if it was cheap you're like I can give you a concept for a very cheap sci-fi movie. It will be like mm-hmm. controversial as, but it'll be very cheap and immediately it'll grab your attention. Okay, let's say time travel and then a rift in time. Somebody's sucked back from the golden age of like the Islam or Sahaba mm. or something. Right? Without getting into the topics right. of what, what we're going to be discussing, but you immediately the second I tell you, okay, not even a major figure, not even a historical leader or anything else, just the average person from that time period. Mm-hmm. Being brought into our world and and talked to. 
but but see that that's the thing. I mean, you 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 sort of yeah. You said very controversial. We're not really welcoming of controversial topics if you think about it. We're not. But does it have to be? Like I, that's my issue. Is like we immediately assume the first thing you're going to do is ask them about that time period. Yeah. You're not going to ask yeah. them because that, how, yeah, because that's the whole point of sci-fi is that it's it, it you know it's um it like you, you're commenting like you don't use you use sci-fi to comment on you know common issues right now. Sorry. And, uh, like, that's, I think that's the whole point of sci-fi is that you can use something so supernatural and just say, oh, this is, I just, it's like you're using it as space to kind of move around right, the actual yeah, yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We're, we, we, you know, Yanni, in the Arab world, when we want to comment on an issue, we don't use art or whatever or cinema or we, we don't say use it directly. It, we don't use it enough. subversive we, we, because you're trying to – it's almost like you're playing a trick and it's seen as you're trying to maybe manipulate something in your favor mm. instead of actually talking about the issue because we're very about, much about any oh, – okay, we're going to talk about this thing. It's going to be measured. It's going to be only done by certain people who are qualified. Mm. I'll give you an example. There was a, a movie released a couple of years back. Uh, I think it was a French director of Moroccan origin. He was talking about, you know, he released a movie talking about prostitution in Morocco. Right. And the guy received so much backlash for it. Yeah. Because he was talking about an issue that's there, that's present, that everyone knows about, but no one sort of wants to talk about. Right. Like it's taboo. Right. And the guy was getting so much backlash from Moroccans, like, oh, you're misrepresenting our country and how dare you and whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what, man? It's there. It's happening. The guy has balls for doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we don't respond well to controversial topics. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Well, have you guys seen the movie The Insult? Have you seen that? Um, I really recommend it. I think it. so. Uh, what what is it? It's a Lebanese-Canadian movie and it got tons of laurels. Lebanese are very controversial, by the way. Very. They, but, they're very ballsy. Have you, have you heard of Caramel? Uh, I heard, but I've not I seen have, it. Yeah. I've heard the it's, name, though, yeah. You heard of I've it? heard of Nadine Caramel. Lebanese. It's, it's unbelievable. Really, yeah. There is a scene, I'm going to try to describe, this as, uh, describe it as clear as I remember it. There was a scene in there. It, the whole film is about uh, these girls in a spa, like what's it called? The, the yeah, it's basically a spa, you know. Okay. So the whole they, most of the film just revolves around the girls who work there. It's about you know w- mostly about issues of right women and sexuality. <laughs> Anyways, and there's a scene in there where it's implied that there's a homosexual connection between two women. Right. And it's just implied, and it's done so well, and I've never seen it done in any film in my entire life. Okay, no, It's no, done no. so well, it's just a look. Let me write this down. What is it called? It's called Caramel. Caramel. Yeah. <laughs> it already uh, sounds very yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, that, that's easy <laughs> to remember. Uh-huh, caramel. And there's nothing, like, it's just, it, you're, it's, they're just assumptions, and it's yeah. like playing tricks with your head, but it's so well done. That's why I want you to see The Insult. It's really, it's one of those movies that you're, you're it's done in court case style. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, the movie's about this. Uh, he's a Palestinian construction worker and he's like a contractor and he's working for this government initiative to uh, basically repair a, a whole like community, Harakam, of Beirut. Mm-hmm. And this other guy, he's a Lebanese Christian. He lives in one apartment complex. Very like a uh, very aggressive guy, very tough, uh, conservative, didn't have political views about his mm-hmm. own like, uh, like ethnicity, what, he, what his identity is. And the second he sees the guy, the, there's water. He's cleaning his balcony, and there's a pipe that comes out of the balcony. One of those heavily just pours out into the yeah, streets, yeah, yeah. and it hits the guy, the construction guy, the Palestinian guy, on the head. 
And so he's he comes up and tries to help the guy, basically saying "Hi, Memnor," and like yeah, you should you need to do something about it. And he is very polite about it, but the guy becomes a complete dick. Like the, the other guy, the guy in the apartment, he's like, mm-hmm. no. And you can tell that there's something there. There's a reason why he's being a complete dick, right? Right. So, he doesn't let him into the apartment to fix it. So, they go from the outside in, in the balcony and they repair the two, the pipe without doing anything. He, he puts up a new pipe that kind of leads back into the building. And no cost, Danny. They're doing it for him. Right. And the guy comes out, gets pissed off and starts breaking the new pipe yeah, and oh, he's shit. not allowed to do that <laughs> poured on his head water now he's being a dick he can feel there's something against him so he goes yeah arse, you know like, <laughs> really insults him like that and the guy other guy gets pissed and starts complaining about him to his contract go- like company and everything else so he asks for an apology and the whole situation keeps escalating until there's one insult that's said and I'm not going to give it away because I want people to watch it right. and it's the kind of insult definitely their conflict becomes the whole country's conflict oh Oh, uh, it's one of those, yeah. That's really, it's, that's really interesting. So that that explains the title of the movie, the insults. The insults. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. The insults. Uh, you know, I think for for us here, it's it's a pride thing more than anything, and you know, when you get insulted, like we get really butt hurt. Yeah, we do. You know, generally, we do. It's a pride thing. Speaking of that, um, uh, why don't we get enough swearing, and especially in the GCC, um, mm. especially you know, TV shows or movies like you're avoiding this kind of reality that you're living in you know see, see the thing is yani oj is let's talk okay let's talk in the realm of khaliji dramas okay mm. now they're catered towards everyone you know yeah. everyone in the population yeah. from kids to old people but i don't recommend kids watching khaliji dramas because they're i don't recommend know, anyone watching it exactly yeah, sure. exactly i mean it's it's good it's good for it's good for comedy material Oh, it's really you good. know. Oh, yes. it's really I, good for comedy I have so material. So many bits about but, that. Uh, but like, I wouldn't advise a kid to watch a Khadija drama because it'll <laughs> them up. It'll give them such an unrealistic <laughs> view of Khadija yeah. families. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's unrealistic, and that's the problem. Like, why? Why do they <coughs> keep on insisting that Khadija families are like that? Like, I've yeah. never, I've never met a Khadija family. Never. Like <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a couple. But they're like the one. But they're the one percent. It's kind they're of like, like a minority. TV show. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And they. They should, they should represent it in a more realistic way, in a more sort of like a modern life way. Hatta the shows that try to, you know, you know, uh, be historical, you know, Phil for John, God, you know, yeah, sure. I'm because just like, th- what that hap- shit never happened, yeah, you know? What happens? what happened is that it became a parody of itself. Mm. So, it's almost like they're just copying past TV shows, but they're not addressing any exactly. modern issues yeah. that we're they're, they're all the same. You're like, uh, you know, from the first episode, you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen. This man. guy's going to die. This, this guy's, guy's going to die. Exactly. This, guy, this guy's going to be... Getting, this guy's going to get slapped. He's getting into drugs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this guy's the drug. Every Where's, character's the same. And there has to be a scene where, like, the young... You know, or some young son or whatever gets into, like, a whole alcohol phase. Yeah. You know, with the... You know, you know, I don't know, like, like a, a glass filled with yeah. whiskey or whatever, apple juice. Sorry, you and know. there's this intense music as it right? was a horror film, Saudi right? champagne, or right? And then, and then, and then he walks into his house and his mom sees him and he's drunk and whatever. And it's so predictable. It happens so every year. Yeah. It's so bad. And that's coming up now, actually. It is. Yeah. It is in Ramadan. Yeah. 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 Right. And yeah. it's a shame how much they spend on that, man. It's, but that's what sells, man. That's the thing. Does it really sell? It does. 
But it's like it's all across the board. It's not even just us. It's like the Turks do it, the the Latinos do it, the Mexican soap operas do it, the Koreans do it. The Koreans are hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but at least the Koreans have interesting the, ideas. Yes, you know, they have good cinema as well. They have right? good, like they have a the they spectrum. Have, yeah, 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 they yeah. do. I I I think. You know, I think our problem here is the fact that we try to include everyone in the mix. Yeah. Which is kind of a double-edged sword. Yanni, okay, fine, you can have series that kids can watch and whatever. But then again, like OJ said, it's become a parody. Yanni, kids might enjoy it because, you know, it's a bunch of stupid but uh, adults, they're like, you know, I need something more intellectually appealing. I need something that that, that picks my brain, but well, it makes has me to think. Be. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, but but again, that doesn't mean like even if you're if you're trying to cater to a wider audience. I mean, just look at Hollywood, for example. You know, sometimes they would reduce the amount of swearing content in a film just so they can cater to you know a bigger audience. But yeah. they make at least they make interesting films. You know, they make entertainment. See, I'll just uh, put it out there that I'm not a Marvel fan, but I liked Logan. <laughs> Because Logan sort of broke all the rules of, uh, you right. know, Marvel norms. That you yeah. can and that's the kind of th- And that's the kind of thing you would never see in the Gulf. You know, you would never right. see someone going against the current just no. to make no. something interesting. I remember the guy, the director for Deadpool, he was saying this. He, he was pissed off at... Um, at Hollywood after the success of Deadpool and he was like oh see you guys yeah. always you always laud us and you're like approval this movie's amazing this movie's like that but he his, I can't remember his exact words I'm paraphrasing here but the whole article was him writing about how Hollywood is always late to get to the curve they're always yeah, late yeah. They're, right. they're adapting after somebody take took the risk exactly, and it's exactly. one guy and then after that movie formula works everybody yeah, copies because, it yeah because they want to make sure like you're they're spending like I don't know, like a hundred million on a yeah, movie. They're like, yeah. oh, we want to make sure they give it to. I don't know if you guys know this, but they have test audiences for films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, you yeah. would, like the if you'd be amazed of how much. Like they, they would, they'd finish a film and they'd get a bunch of people just to see and see if it pleases them. Like, is that, that <laughs> right? That's not even yeah. the point of Sample. cinema. Yeah, like, there's, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no, there's no balls in cinema anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that, what, what do you prefer? You prefer that or the Netflix algorithms? because they kind of hit and miss but the thing about netflix algorithms is that they're they're accurate in the sense that they would cater to there's uh, enough every, randomness they, yeah they would cater to niche audiences as yes, well yeah you yeah, know yeah. like you would never have had something like mutes come out in the cinemas exactly, you know exactly. and you know as the amount of problems i have with that film it's kind of ballsy that a company like Netflix would say, "Here's the money, and just go ahead and do whatever you want." I agree. You know? I agree. That's the, that's that that's the thing I would always prefer with the algorithms is that there's always like if you look at the Hollywood older formulas, like I forget what they call it in marketing, but yeah, that, that type of group testing yeah. or selection testing. You are always there's like well, one guy has to work like crazy to get them funding to get everything to do his outside his vector movie that comes out of nowhere right. and then makes success and then people follow that formula as the new norm. Yeah. But with the algorithms, there's always a high chance of seeing something, something new, new and weird exactly. stuff. because as, as a human being you're not restricted to only seeing one thing exactly. like you kind of you change that that's human nature you people know people want so, diversity they yeah so you don't time. just want a marvel film every kind yeah. of damn second yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 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 actually sick of not not marvel i'm sick of superhero films in in in, in the cinema you know, uh, you didn't see the Avengers movie. No, I have no. not. I haven't seen will, it. You, I, will you see it? I, no, I ruined the story for myself on purpose just so I can't see it. <laughs> okay, this is this is spoiler free. Right? Yeah, this this this, this is this spoiler comments, free. This is. I'm just letting everybody know that the, the, the following comments. I'm going to make about a minute's worth of comments about Avengers, 
And actually, it's going to be less. But just skip forward <laughs> for a minute. I promise you it's not going to be more than a minute. It's going to be 10 seconds. <laughs> All right. You ready? The good guys win. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know the, the the thing is with superhero movie, and you know I you, you know I, I I I review movies, and when the Avengers came out, the original Avengers came out, the first one, I uh, you know among my group of friends, I was really like yeah <laughs> yeah exactly I was <laughs> I, I was really I was really like uh, you know they 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 gave me for like uh, hating the Avengers. And I told them my argument then was um, it's more like Tony Stark and the Avengers. Yeah. It wasn't really the Avengers. It was mm-hmm. more focused on Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they paid him more. That's why. Uh, right. But 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 little little did I know. I made a small comment that I that 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 you know came to attention. Now I said that the movie looks too plastic. It's it's too it's too uh, it's too sunny. It's too bright. It's too. There's not enough grit. In exactly. And, yeah. and 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 but, that. But what what are you expecting from a superhero? No, that's that's the theme. No, that, but he wants the DC real grittiness. That's that's. But is DC really gritty? Like when you see a DC. No. Oh, 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 oh look, I, I I have I have not seen I have not seen any of the DC movies <laughs> yet. Have you um, played the Arkham Asylum video games? Yes, that's what you want. Yes, that oh, that is what I, I had, want. I had a feeling that's what he wants. That that or the you know the Nolan Batman's or yeah. Yeah. definitely. But even the Nolan Batman's, I would want them to be that the the Arkham Asylum. Oh, yeah. that's to me Batman. That is really mm-hmm. the, the the atmosphere, the depression. True. The, yeah. the like the, the the all is lost in Gotham. Everybody's messed up. It's one psychopath after and another. And isn't that isn't that interesting? Is that they know that there's a huge audience for. For those that. kind of video games, yeah. So why wouldn't they just make a film like that? Because you know, it's be so too surprised. risky. Maybe. What I liked about the Avengers movies, there's a part in it where you know when you watch a movie and you're like, "Oh my god!" There must have been like seven producers shouting out that that shouldn't happen. <laughs> like seven producers are like, "That's too much. Yeah. Don't do that." Uh, no, exactly. That exactly. happens in every movie, right? True. The I, it's one of the scenes that I would remember. I think that's what you mean. Is that when they're? I think there was the last. Was it the last Avengers? The one before it? Yeah. Where they're in? I think it was in Tony Stark's place, and they're in the room, and they're just hanging around, and they're playing that game with who can lift. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Age, Age of Ultron. And they're yeah. like, "Why is that scene even?" It's a huge budget film, and they're just <laughs> they just gave him like a couple of minutes just to do just that. Just to do know? that, and and to me, that's what I like about modern movies, especially that the modern huge blockbuster movies. They're starting to take a little bit of risks, especially this last Avenger movie took a mm. huge risks, and I can hear subconsciously hear the producers screaming, going, mm. no! Especially after making something like uh, Deadpool and even Logan, yes. yeah. you mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And uh, even that thing with... Because at the time, I think when uh, when Ant-Man was uh, in the making, I think Edgar Wright was supposed to direct that as well. Yeah. The guy who did uh, Baby Driver mm-hmm. recently. And that was supposed to be something like I mean, imagine Edgar, you know, imagine Edgar Wright making, yeah. uh, you know, a, a superhero movie. You know, it's just it's like it's like watching Deadpool, basically. You know, a superhero movie that that not a lot of people talk about here is Watchmen. I was yeah. I was actually going to mention that. Watch- I thought you'd you'd be well, Watchmen is is my favorite superhero movie because it really ticks all the boxes for me. You know, it's kind of uh, you know film noir mixed with right. like uh, you know there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of swearing, and the story is just um, you know it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. A lot of characters that you like right. they die. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Here's why I don't like to compare Watchmen that much to um, you know those more, especially those Marvel movies that. 
Watchmen was supposed to be this like anti-heroic. Yeah, you know, it was supposed to be a dog. It was it was a graphic novel by what was his name? The guy who did uh, the serial killer one. But it's it's almost like uh, the kind of content that Marvel is creating. It's not meant to be that dark and gritty, and mm-hmm. I don't think they can do that. As much of as many risks as they, they exactly. can take, they can't put they something can, like they that. Still, out. they're they're getting the balls to go there now. Yeah. Slowly, I can see it that they're they're slowly moving towards yeah. it. So because TV has led the way, you know, is this an antihero? Is he right? Is he wrong? Right. They're doing a lot of these morally vague shows, right? We talked about this last time, mm-hmm. and because of that, they feel like the algorithms and the data is now on their side. True. So marketers are not as scared to kind of say. Yeah. And they're willing to give f- films with lesser budgets more of a chance. Like Deadpool, you know. Yes. When it came out, I was like, yeah, we'll just give you a, a bit of, you know, a little bit yeah, of money and yeah. just do whatever you want. And it turned out really good. But, uh, that's, that's the, I'm sorry, I'm I want to get your opinion on this, okay? It, all right, go ahead. There's, you notice how, like, there's these algorithms and all the data saying, mm. yeah, take the risk. Mm-hmm. And one side, they're doing that. But then another side, there's this whole aspect of, we don't want to offend anybody. Right. Like, he, he, right. even right now in the podcast, I'm thinking about it because I don't want to offend anybody. No, no, yeah. the, and, and we want to please everybody. Yes. So, whatever kind of, uh, whatever's mainstream at the moment, oh, it's Black Lives Matter, let's put more black people there, in yeah. there. You know, like, there's always, is it, it's, yeah. There's always, sorry, OJ, there's always that statement in the back of people's minds, in the back of, you know, producers, directors, mm-hmm. and whatever. And, you know, when it came to Black Panther and everyone was like, you know, applauding it for being an all-black cast and whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. And, you know, I was just like... Like, did you forget about Boys in the Hood? Exa- <laughs> right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, what was that movie I was watching? Um, Django? Yeah. He's not a superhero per se, but, you know, he's a he's a really powerful... What about Blade? Know, but, the, but, but Blade, Blade, but Blade the difference, exactly. But that's the thing. The difference between those Black films, Dynamite. <laughs> the difference between those films and uh, Black Panther is that even the director and the producer are black. Yeah. And I think that's what stirred up something well, somebody that changed, big. Yeah, I think somebody kind of gave me a good um, response about it. Uh, why Blade was, but I just don't like that the some people are some people have rightfully said okay Blade was not a necessarily a black character it's more like a he has black skin but he's at, he could easily have been a white guy yeah I mean it's not it's not ethnically black True. and I understand that I understand that point of view but Fair there enough. are people that are pretending like there's never been a huge successful black yeah. movie. And it's like, what are you talking about? And, exactly. and there are things that go, you know, uh, under the radar. Oh, by the way, his name was Alan Moore, the guy. Alan who wrote Moore, Alan yeah. Moore, right. I'm trying to remember his name. The guy who wrote Watchmen, right? Right, Watch, yeah, yeah. Watchmen. And he, he I, I got to find the other one that was really famous. It was about the serial killer. I don't know if you remember it. But yeah, like a lot of films do go under the radar, especially the, uh, the one. I don't, have you guys seen Dope? Dope. Yeah, yeah, it's that's... it's on Netflix. Yes. Is it the that series? Was, I like that. That was I an really almost like full, movie. you know, black cast, and the director was black. The, what's his name? Fukuyama or something. Yeah, like I, that. I, I, I watched that. It with... Sounded Japanese though. Yeah, it, he, it does sound Japanese. Is he but black and is that he's one? maybe maybe, <laughs> <laughs> or could be just one of those African names that sound Japanese. I, 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 I actually started watching Dope with my dad. Like I had nothing to watch, and I yeah. started watching it with him, and I and I f-ing, like you know took it off by, by the first ten minutes because it's, <laughs> it's just it's very strange. I. I just watched it last night again for the second time and I was amazed of how much balls it has, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's such a ballsy film, too. And like, it starts off as it, it's supposed to be this kind of coming-of-age story and then there's drugs and people dying yeah, around and I'm exactly. like, right. I really what is like this rated, movie. man? Like, <laughs> you, you, know, you know something? I want I to bring this up. Uh, you know, when it comes to superheroes, um, 
there's a movie I'm really looking forward to, and it's been in the process of getting made like forever since since the '90s when it was released. Mm. Uh, you know, Spawn. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, yes. yeah. That's a, but that's oh, not. A, they don't consider that a black superhero. No, either. no, no. no. I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking <laughs> about that right now. I'm just talking about the movie. I want. But I think okay. it, they're trying to make it that. They are. They are. That's another movie that the special effects still hold up. Recently, no. and I was like, "Mbale, it does. It kind of does." Khaled. Not all of it. Not the scene with like hell. Call it the hell the, scene. The, not the, the hell scene. scene. Not the hell scene. I'm talking about the, the transformation. I, I've only scene. seen the hell scene. No, actually, <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube, isn't it? You, you, you know, uh, you know. Uh, sp- speaking of hell, the book I'm trying to remember was called From Hell. From Thank hell. God, right. I, I I heard of that. Yeah, book, yeah. actually. Okay, right. you, you know, you know something about Spawn. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I was just blown the f- away. And that delu- that delusion of like it's it's like the best superhero movie or whatever still carried on with me like to this day until oh, I, wa- I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, exactly. Khalid, Khalid just put out a spawn figure. <laughs> you didn't see that. That was there. I, the, uh, you, the you're, you're, you're not him. you're not gonna see that ever again. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I know. We're gonna have to split it between me and you. You know, we'll hire Canadian I always, bears. To I always thought that was the one of the coolest characters I've ever seen. He but, is. He's cool i mean look at look at look at look look at his cape look at his armor look he cool, was man. the original as far as a lot of people's like comic book uh, experiences go he, they, he was everybody's first real anti-hero yeah do you know what i mean and like he, for a lot of time some people don't consider <coughs> batman an anti-hero but he is but um spawn was like really like messed up like and there's so much so yeah. much room for a, a really good movie and yeah. from what i read they're not exactly going big budget on this one you know and no. speaking you know in the, relative that's the they thing. did in the day do you remember the hbo uh, animated movie oh yeah they did yeah they did an animated yeah they did an animated series yeah. Yeah. it was yeah. a couple of was it a mini series yeah it was yeah, like a mini series yeah, yeah. yeah that's right so it was like played up like three or four and everybody was like freaking out at the time like mm-hmm. hbo is making spawn yeah who like hbo's never done anything comic HBO book-y. man HBO was the Netflix of its time it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly like they made some really good stuff you guys remember Car- Carnival or what yes, was it yeah, man, yeah, that was good. That's such an underrated that show. That was a really man. underrated show. Car- 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 the Car- guy that, the the guy that transfers end. life from anything and then gives it like he, he can suck your life out of your body, not in this graphic way that some is of you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's such a good. Like, is he, is he, it had is all he, this uh, like well, religious commentary yeah, in it. Yeah, a lot of it. Is, is it like a Darth Pelagius kind of thing? Kind of, kind of. Yeah, see, yeah. I'm, I'm enough of a Star Wars fan to know what you're talking about. But, I have uh, no idea what you're talking you, about. You know, <laughs> you, you know, you know something, man. When it, when it, you know, and since we're on the topic of Spawn, yeah, I like Let's I said, move on to a poop. I was, I was, <laughs> I was so deluded by the fact that you know it was the best movie ever, or whatever. Until I last week, I watched the. I don't know. Do you know the Nostalgia Critic? Yeah. Uh, yes. I, yeah. I don't really like his. So I, I I watched I watched his video and he pointed out all the all, all the mistakes in the special fan. I'm like, dude, don't do this. Why? You're killing me slowly, man. Don't do this. No, but the transformation <laughs> scene for the clown dude. What's his name? Bal. I keep forgetting. Uh, his name. The va- the violator. The violator. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, that the, one's the, still good, man. Like, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. I understand what you mean. But, but there's some really cheesy dialogue in there. As well. <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, it was the 90s. That was my problem. Was the cheesy dialogue definitely. Because they would never like they would they'd never have good writing for comic book movies. Right. Like they never had good writers that would just come up with that. Yeah, but I, I think it was uh, it wasn't really taken that seriously. At no, the time. they saw it the same as action movies. So yeah. Like the, the because it started off like that. Like when you watch the early Superman comics, you know they're very childish. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the comic books moved away from that when people were like, okay, listen, there's nothing here besides the violence and everything else. Yeah. And then you know what changed it? It was Star Trek. Star Trek and some of these other mm-hmm. movies. The dialogue was serious. The issues they were talking about yeah, were yeah. serious in the 1960s. Mm. So everybody post 1960s started. Liz- lizard people. Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he got close to the mic when he said, Stay listening to us, the lizard people. Yeah, everybody after the 1960s because of the lizard people were. <laughs> He's messing with me because we saw Donald Rumsfeld thing with Louis C.K. just trying to harass him for like an hour about Lizzie. You don't know what you're messing with. <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, just look up Louis C.K., Donald Rumsfeld, Opie and Anthony. And that's one of my favorite moments with Donald Rumsfeld ever. All right. Um, yeah, moving on. What was I going to say? I lost track of that. Yeah, yeah Apu. Yeah, actually. Yeah, Apu. That's a good example of people getting offended by something that was... What was it they what, said? What exactly... Was it something that he said? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's just that the character's always been offensive. The mm-hmm. character himself, what he portrays, the fact that he says, Oh, thank you. Come again. Like yeah. that. Years ago, a guy who came up with a movie about Apu and him being an Indian American, uh, but like a son of immigrants. Yeah. And then he found that this portrayal of American immigrants was very like racist and very one-dimensional. And a lot of people at the time were like, yeah, but it's a character and it's the Simpsons and does that for everything. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of things are one-dimensional. And when they do, mm-hmm. Apu's character actually does become rich in a lot of different scenes. Like they, they talk about some really... Like, there's episodes about him and his immigration and yeah. his problems in America and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So, the idea was <clears throat> the way the Simpsons responded to it. I think it was Lisa talking to Marge as she's about to put her to sleep. And she looks at the camera and says, you know, something about on the lines of... Actually, let me, let me, pull, let me find the exact lines. I don't want to paraphrase <laughs> this line at all. You know, while, while, while you're looking that up, mm-hmm. I want to I wanna address an issue, you know, with people getting offended is, uh, you know, friends. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Friends. Like Friends is the kind of show you watch when you got nothing you, else man. to watch. Thank you. You know Thank what I'm saying? But you know, with Friends, when it was uploaded on Netflix, I'd, I'd watch all these articles on 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 Lad Bible or on Vice or whatever. Like people are get, millennials are getting offended of fr- uh, because of Friends. Yeah. No, like I, don't, I don't know. Well, it's what sexist, are they, it's what misogynistic. Are they expecting? Have they not seen you know films? Pre, like, now, have you seen, gone back to the 90s and 80s? Exactly. You know how offensive back, it was back then? You know? Yeah, but they're, they're moving away from that. That's the point. They're trying to, like, point out, like, oh, well, a white guy shouldn't be playing the voice of Apu. You know yeah. I mean? No, no, I'm, I'm talking about if you're critiquing something that was released in the 90s, you can't, you know, like, what, what are you expecting? Yeah. The, like, you can't critique something that was already released and, you know, it just it Exactly. It's, it's, it's been 20 years. Yeah. It's not like years. they can go back and change it, you know. Exactly. That's, that's it. You know, next next thing you know, they're gonna they're gonna start bashing HBO for being, you know, for showing tits or whatever. Yeah. You know. All right. So this is this is the uh, this is the actual de- the description of the mm-hmm. episode from the Independent. It goes after being visited by the book's author. This is Marge having written uh, some kind of commentary, something about an, a book. Uh, the author always da 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 along with Rudyard Kipling during a dream sequence. Marge is convinced that she needs to update the book to 2018 standards because the <laughs> book is just not right right for the for the times they're in. So she works on it tirelessly, and Marge reads the updated book to Lisa, eventually admitting that. It takes the spirit and character out of a book so that with uh, by updating this they've they've taken out the the essence of the character mm-hmm. and Mar- marge later asks lisa what am i supposed to do 
To which her daughter responds by looking at the camera and saying, something that started decades ago and it was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What can you do? And she, as she does this, she's looking at a picture of Apu mm. near her bed. I don't know why she has a picture of right. Apu. Right. Especially yeah. <laughs> 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 They're and just like, fuck that. Kid. We're going to put a picture of Apu. Yeah, Lisa has some weird Apu fetishes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Apu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, a photo of Apu featuring the caption, don't have a cow. <laughs> then appears next to Lisa's bed, hammering home the already obvious message. Um... Uh, and Marge then says, some things will be dealt with at a later date, with Lisa adding, if at all. So, it's almost like the Simpsons writers are trying to say, listen, we understand that, that this character may be out of date for the times we live in right now, but what can you do when something that was applauded as inoffensive, as something, is now considered politically and, correct? It's 30 years. And, you know, show. Apu is mm-hmm. such a, is, has been cemented into the Simpsons. Like, there, you know, the, the, the Simpsons without Apu might as well not be, you know, it, it won't be the Simpsons without him. Yeah. You know, and I, I think... You know the, the the snowflake generation. They're they're, they're just yeah, hey, this is your generation, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I I ain't a part of that, man. I ain't a part of that. We're somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just gonna end up just like I mean I don't want to compare this to Kevin Spacey because it's not really yeah you know but if just see it as oh you know the thing about Kevin Spacey came on that's just they just removed him from House of Cards and I think yeah. that's. Kind of what could happen to this? I, see, I, I think well, they couldn't because if you remove the character, you're just doing something weird to the storyline. So you'd, you'd have to kill him off, right, and it's or and it's almost against the whole point of Simpsons. Because right. I do believe some of it is meant to be offensive. For, you know, it's it's not offensive, but it's meant to be controversial. Yeah, yeah it's meant to be a parody. That, that's yeah. that, that's the point of you know quote unquote adult cartoons. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like you don't go to Adult Swim and expect to. You know, be pampered and all that. You know? Exactly. But you expect to be offended. But that's the thing. They're, they're selective about what Apu represents. So, for example, yes, he is uh, he's a caricature of an identity in, in U.S. Uh, citizenry. So, it's one segment of the population that are immigrants. Now, that characterization is very off, yeah. But then there's a lot of episodes that are actually defending that perspective. Or, like, they're showing mm-hmm. a real, True. like, the struggle they have to go through, the issues, you know, the differences of how he is as an immigrant compared to how to, how hard he works compared to somebody else that doesn't. Right. You know? That's why they applauded the character at the time. And now it's like, well, is that worth the amount of offense that the character can cause? Because from a lot of people's claims, when you're the, the kid of an immigrant and you're an Indian, mm. a lot of people use Apu to make fun of you. Oh, yeah. So they say like, right. oh, thank you, come again. Like they make fun <laughs> of somebody's accent by saying that. That's the case. And that's a, it's an argument to be made, but Yanni... Is that what are you gonna do about it? I mean, I like, think change Hank Azaria, put in an Indian guy saying the same things. Does that yeah, make it's, it better? It's not, like if you, I think if you do that, then you'd have to start doing this with other shows. You know, like when does it stop? Yeah, like when exactly? When does it stop? It reminds me of uh, it reminds me of Aziz Ansari, like his yeah. his uh, what's it? What's the name of the show? Master of None. Master of Master None. Of yeah. None, yeah. Like he's going around and trying to get roles, and he's like, why do I have to be always cast? As an Indian to be, you know, represented. Yeah, yeah that was that was a really big. Uh, was, uh, Nagza. Like, like I'll, 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 I'll just say Nagza, yeah. like a hint. Yeah, a big hint. Yeah, and yeah. but you do have people like him, and they're making shows that are interesting and and that kind of push boundaries a little bit in terms of, you know, cultural or uh, sorry, 
in terms of uh, you know racial issues and all yeah, of that. Yeah, that's the thing about media when you when you try when you start censoring things, it just becomes fascist at some you, point. You, you know, yeah, you just you snowball down things and then you know something it, because because this is you know in the realm of comedy, you know the Simpsons, yeah. uh, Family Guy, yada yada. When you censor comedy. And, you know, like Bill Hicks said, Bill Hicks said that, you know, comedy is the last bastion of free speech that we have right now. You know, and, and funny enough, he said that in the 80s. So once you start censoring that, once you start censoring comedy, I'm sorry, but you're, you're just, you're just, you're just telling people what to think and what to feel and how to perceive things. And, uh, I'm sorry to say it, but that's borderline fascist. It is. It's, uh, in some points, it does cross it if, if you're, if you're not allowed to talk about it and not allowed to make the mistake. Though, exactly. The whole That's point the of uh, the whole point of free speech is that you risk to be offensive at a certain point. Exactly. You know? True. So I was thinking about this the other other day about how easily things change if just the context of something changes. So, for example, mm-hmm. like we said, how if a poo was being played by an Indian American, none of this would come up. Right. Yeah. Right. And I was thinking about the, what other things can be like that. And one of the things I thought of, I was like, oh, this is great for a stand-up bit, is that <laughs> <laughs> the, if you look at RPGs, right, with elves. Dwarfs, uh, all this other stuff, right, 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 and the other they call them races, right, and then there's the complete True. distinctions between the races. Like yeah, the, the elves have plus one to intelligence. <laughs> the dwarves have resistance to like weather and like snow and other. Shit. And, then, and if you look about it, the whole thing can be portrayed as a Nazi agenda. True. <laughs> you're you're true. empowering certain races and you're That's showing true. distinct differences from one race to another. And that, oh, humans are the jack of all trades. Therefore, they yeah. survive well. And these guys, orcs, f*** them. They're dumb, but they have plus one to strength, you know? So... I was looking at it from that perspective. I was like, I can easily see a future. And this is my prediction. Easily see a future. Somewhere down the line, somebody's going to associate that with uh, racial discrimination. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, you, like you won't be able to do uh, Skyrim, your North, Nord, Nord character. Yeah, Nord characters. That has frost resistance because he lives in, in you know. <laughs> because country. he lives in, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. And it's not going to happen. It's it's like they're going to, at some point it's going to get to that as well. You, you know something if you if you told me that a couple of years ago I would I would have said you're crazy but with the way things are right now well uh, it's going to happen. I, I completely believe that could happen. And every fucking day you're 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 seeing new articles about you know the most dumb shit, um that people are getting so sensitive. About. And that's the thing. Who are these people who are getting exactly. sensitive? I don't know. Like, is it just one dude on Twitter and it's, like all the people who read is that are no, these the people who are getting the, offended? Look, the Netflix algorithms prove that the majority don't give a f that's the that's thing. The, <laughs> the majority don't don't care. And like the, there's then a war between minority groups. So for example, like we can have this point of view and we can change our point of view. We can feel like, okay, maybe we're wrong about this. Maybe it's, it is racist to think about dwarfs as short people that are, you know, have plus one to, you know, I don't know. Sneak. Sneak or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and I'm talking about, don't take this out of context. I'm not talking about Tyrion Lannister or whatever the actor's no, name no, is. No, no, we're talking I'm fantasy talking here. D&D. Yes. <laughs> D&D, Warcraft, whatever it is you're into, those kind of dwarves. So, that's another one. Is that terminology going to change now, for example? If we, we're a minority that, that talks about that and we we're wrong about it, let's say, and we do find that, okay, maybe it is offensive, then what can you do about it? You know something, Khaled, I think it boils down to one fundamental point is that we're bored 
you know we're we're, we're you know the the human population is just bored no, i think i think it's because it just became very easy because you know like anybody can go on online and just say oh this this really offends Every, me and, and like right like a very easy paragraphs and he's like you know, yeah this, you like what was that thing that i don't know if you guys heard about i'm sure you guys heard about that the the girl with the chinese prom dress what? Have you? You haven't seen. <laughs> I, I, need, you, I need to look this up for a second. Oh Basically, God. there was this uh, this uh, this teenage girl tweeted, uh, you know, like a selfie of her and her, a couple of friends, right, like oh, a new right. prom dress, and the dress was basically like a traditional Chinese yeah. dress. And this uh, um, Asian dude, I think it was an Asian American dude, who retweeted that and just said, "My culture is not your f-ing prom dress." What? And yeah, what? that's legit. And it blew up. Like people were like, yeah, this is, you know, cultural appropriation and all that bullshit. And you have articles about this everywhere. And I'm like, are these people nuts? <laughs> and you know what's really funny? Him saying that. And I went and I looked at his profile picture and he he's dressed like an African-American dude <laughs> in the hood. Like he's dressed oh, like a no. black dude in the hood. And I'm like, if you're talking about cultural appropriation, then don't wear that shit. You know, yeah. like all the the hats and the chains. Like, don't do that. There, then that's not your culture. There was there was culture. also there was also this 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 thing with um, uh, a little girl. She's white and she yeah. was wearing the dress for Halloween from Moana. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. wearing that dress, and and you know <laughs> you know feminists uh, you know and SJWs were quick to jump to the fact that she shouldn't wear that because she's white and she has white privilege and like uh, you know Polynesian whatever cultures were were oppressed so. You know, it's offensive for her to wear that because yeah. they were oppressed and whatever. And I'm just like, dude, you know, she's nine. Man. Yeah. You know? When did when did this, like, the, when did the, the, the liberal side of things become this um, this kind of like, oh, we're fighting for our territory, fighting for our rights in that sense, and stopped <clears throat> becoming the, the hippie peace and love thing? Because if you're thinking about it from the hippie peace of love direction, you're, you would want people to be like, hey, we're all celebrating exactly, the same exactly. culture. We're one world... We're, you know, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we're all like love and we all are China. We all are America. We all are Africa. We all are, you know, so I should be able to be African. I shouldn't be, I should be able to, to value one another person's culture. I want to be Japanese, mm-hmm. for example. Like the amount of cultural appropriation for Japanese culture that exists in the world. And I've not heard one Japanese person. They don't person. give a sh- don't care. Don't, have you <laughs> seen their anime? Like they don't give a sh- like none of the shit that they come up with is like they'll just put a bunch of they, cultural references all just, in one. They laugh at you. You're like, like yeah. okay, enjoy that. We don't. You know, like, I was. Go ahead. I was. I was watching an interview with. I don't know. I. I think it was Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I was just gonna I, talk about. I, it. Where I, you going? I think. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that was him. I'm not sure, <laughs> but basically, he he explains the fact that why you know all these people actually no it was ben it was ben shapiro, ben shapiro. Okay. i think it was an interview ben, with him ben, Shapi- ben shapiro was you know you know ben shapiro is controversial I- yeah. i'll give you that he makes some valid points yeah. he says that this generation hasn't experienced uh, you know hasn't experienced war hasn't experienced uh, you know d- 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 you know a major major economic depression hasn't right. experienced 2008 wasn't as bad as 1929. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, they haven't really experienced, you know, life didn't really, you know, f*** them over. So, basically, they don't know what it's like to have something taken away from them. So, once a tiny thing is taken away from them, they just get so offended and so furious. I think that's what he said, something along those lines. But it was a very valid point, to be honest. Yeah. 
No, that's absolutely true. And, and I think, yeah, like you were just talking about Jordan Peterson, he had a really good point about this as well. Like when you were talking about why these, when did it, when did these liberals suddenly, is everything all right? Okay, that's sorted. I think the mic is back and everybody's headphones are fine. And the mic is back. Way is there. back so yeah, we, we were saying about Jordan Peterson. Yeah, mm. like when you were talking about how, like at one point did it get to these, especially with liberals, at one point did it get too, did they get too carried away with, oh, people are getting offended by these, like especially when, you know, you're getting all these minorities and everybody's feeling like a minority. And what Jordan Peterson was saying about this is that, this is what happens when you try to cater to literally every single person. Yeah. And if you want to see what every single person is being offended about, this is when everyone who's marginalized, like the people who are marginalized are going to have more people marginalized. And this is, it just keeps, it's like a domino effect. Because he's, he's talking about how um, you're, the, the game becomes, and, and everything is always a game, right? Some kind of chess being played. Right. And, and the game has become, how do you victim, get victim credit? Do you guys have you heard of Gatsad? Gatsad, he's the yeah. Lebanese Jew. He's also like, oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's the same thing, but he's a lot more blunt, and I don't think I like his style. But a lot of the yeah. points he makes can be considered valid, even though he does it from this aggressive, arrogant kind of right. way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jordan Peterson's like, you cannot catch him on anything because he's speaking the truth, he's speaking at fundamental like, human truth, mm-hmm. um, especially with his psychological. Yeah, effort, he, you know? he, has, he has a background in psychology and whatever, yeah, and yeah especially that, yeah, because he is a clinical psychologist, and that's the thing that that's what really makes his arguments so strong is that he experienced sitting with people like he has his own statistics and says like i meet these people every day and i know how humans are like and he's also talking like i said about like he's taking archetypal stories like from even uh, the way he talks about religion to me makes me go yes thank you this is something i can listen i sleep to those (laughs) i talk i'm not kidding you man i just play before i sleep like I haven't gotten to him talking about religion yet. I've, you should, I've, man. I've, 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 his, I've, his biblical talks, yeah, watch, watch his lectures. I just, like, listen to him talking about uh, Jung and Freud. And it's, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's, a, it's a decent analysis that makes makes a lot of these stories have value as principles in yeah. your real life. Yeah? Right. I mean, religious biblical stories can have value the same way you can, if you read any novel or any book, mm-hmm. or a really good mm-hmm. story or something, you, you get some insight into the human condition, right? True. And that's the angle he's taking. He's taking that kind of uh, analysis. The problem is somebody like him, you have to have a real long, long-winded, long discussion with him uh, mm-hmm. to actually understand his point of view. And True. if you're trying to take him out of context, you easily can. Yeah. You yeah. Can. And that's what that's what happened to him in his interviews. And that's so. Was it the, to have the, the Channel Four interview, the famous one? Oh the yeah, one viral, yeah. <laughs> the comment section <laughs> with that for that. Dude, that's that is that is that was, that was the peak of the meme generation, yeah. man. Like that's the, the <laughs> amount of memes. That so came what you're out. saying? <laughs> did you see the video of him? His eyes just glowing red oh and his God. glowing laser beams. <laughs> oh, but he it's he was so on good. his game. Like I oh, I don't man. know any person. On a personal perspective, I think that's what people like about him is that he stayed maintained all throughout. Right, he was very composed. Very composed yeah. and kept every time she tried to sideline it with a... So, what you're saying is women can't... It's like, I didn't say that. I said... And he kept every time dissecting how she's been diverting the conversation and it worked against her. And I feel like a lot of these issues are because... Maybe, like like I was telling to Metruk, like when we went to the break for, uh, I was saying like I had a phase 
in my generation that is social justice And I understand that because when you're at a young age, you're trying to um, do a lot of change in the world. You feel like, I have to make right. a change. I have to make an impact. I want to see justice happen. I want to see something happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why, if you it, even from a historical standpoint, they say the world was more violent back when people only lived to the age of 30 or 25. True. Because Alexander <laughs> the Great and everybody else that was like a real changer was young. Right. And they're like, I, I must unify the exactly. world. I, I, I got world. nothing to lose, man. I'm going to die next week or something. So <laughs> <fuck it. laughs> exactly. They want to see change happen. And then young leaders uh, like the Alexander the Greats and other stuff, they, they made that happen in a very violent world, trying to make their points of view right. So, you need people that have aged past uh, what was it? Even the presidency is like you have to be at least 40 or something? I can't something say. Like that. Something like that. Yeah. I have no idea. But once you get past a certain point, your, your point of view about the world it starts to get more fleshed out. And you're like, okay, there's a lot more gray than I expected. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying. It really off puts yeah. me. Fanny. And people don't like to hear that. You no, know, they, they think don't. that the world is uh, it's either black or white. You know, it's not really, it's not always it's like that. Reality it's TV. It's never man. like that. I blame reality TV. I blame reality TV as well. I blame, I, I blame Star Wars, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a nice callback. <laughs> that a nice it is callback. a good callback. It is a callback. <laughs> what was it going to say? What was it? Um, do, do, you, do you guys feel like there's the equivalent of that here? When we do our stand-up sets, people are very open. I was very worried. Yeah. The first time I did the Raven's Nest, I was very worried at that open mic because everybody was young. Yes. Yeah. True. True. And That's I, true. I was Even like, I was kind of worried, you know, especially in my... Was it the last, the last set? No, the one before that. Mm. I mean, I was like... Not sure if I should. I was like, I as w- soon as I stood, I'm like, I don't know. I was. I, I was. All this. I was visibly worried. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Were. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I think it was the air conditioning at the time. I know it was winter at the time, but he was still sweating. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> falling apart, talking about flat Earth and talking uh, about flat Earth and Satan and shit. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And chickens. I really enjoyed that though because I, I could see that everybody from from the people that went up for stand up were, were because everybody was like already there like hey happy love music time and it was it was for people that yeah. don't know it is an open arts kind of uh, open mic so there are musicians there are poets and there's everything else and I was worried the same as everybody else about the fact that okay what am I gonna say right keep it geeky <laughs> all right keep it this right. keep it about your personal experience oh, make fun of Saudis they're all gonna laugh <laughs> that's what Bahrainis do <laughs> they enjoy laughing about Saudis <laughs> but um, it worked and then I realized I was like oh okay the the college kid generation in the Middle East is not as social justice yeah as it is outside there are a, there are a, yeah. there's a fair amount yeah but that's what I was surprised by is that which thank God you know like they don't really get easily offended yeah as much as I thought they would it's shifted I mean I mean in, in the case with me you know I, I'm 20 and you know the people that I hang out with sort of yeah and he, they they got the sweet spot between like being moderately sort of you know SJW whatever mm. but they don't take it to heart right you know like like I like I told you in the break you know they 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 defend things that you know that that's common sense yeah you know they don't they don't go over the top i think yeah. it's 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 more like the teenagers nowadays Right. You know, the iPad generation. You think so? The, yeah, I, I, call, I, I call them the little pump generation. <laughs> exactly. Little, little, little Xanax <laughs> generation. Little Xanax generation. You know, uh, people my age, the people that I've interacted with that are my age sort of have that, that sweet spot, which I like, mm. but they don't take it to the extreme. Unlike, you know, you know, 
teenagers nowadays you know talking right, right. talking and talking about fucking how the air conditioning is, se- is sexist <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this he said this off air and i was like what are you, what are you talking that? about I mean, there's, 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 a, there's a there's a there's a there's this british feminist girl okay that 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 you know work apparently works in an office that's too cold and okay. she made an argument that the AC is sexist because men control the thermostat. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, I've heard. This I before. thought it was the AC itself that is sexist. <laughs> I was like, yeah. how can it be? Like, Fucking hell! If you're too cold, just go and you know increase the temperature. Like no one's gonna tell you anything for that. I, I knew a girl that would do that in class, and everybody knew that. She was in high school with me at the time. It was so annoying <laughs> because she was the only one that would be like, "It's too cold. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too hot." And it's like, right? I can't make a. T- I was much fatter than I am right now, okay? Like, Matruk, I would give you a run for your money, okay? And at the time, I was like, I can't help that my body <laughs> is insulated and I'm dealing with it. And, like, I live in the heat. I grew up in Saudi, so my heat resistance is much that's, higher. That's what happens <laughs> when people get marginalized and they try to get their own rights by themselves. Well, yeah, that's exactly mean, what happens. They're, they're like, she's, I'm like, I'm getting offended because the AC is cold for me so i have to i have to go up there and do it but there's no conversation is there there's no she didn't go up and she asked everybody hey guys i feel this way i'd like to have a discussion because i feel like hey you fat over there (laughs) i know that you can handle the cold so is the cold okay for you so guys i'm I'm fat shaming myself so please don't get offended and say i'm I'm fat shaming people okay she's i would have appreciated her actually saying fat can you can you please go ahead and tell me how you feel about the temperature? Because like for me it's cold, for you it's not. Uh, but you seem to have heat resistance because you're Saudi. So <laughs> is it okay if we we settle at this temperature? But it wasn't like that. It wasn't a conversation. It was like immediately she played a card. The card was you know I feel this way, yeah. and I I'm, right. you know I'm I'm this the hurt sensitive girl that doesn't get her to say. So I need this. I need this in my life. And this this lady, she was talking about how like men absorb the cold more efficiently than women. What is that like biologically true? If it's or? true, I'll accept it. I, I, mean, I, 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 that that that's bull. Is that, it? That is bull. I mean, I yeah. I mean, look when you think about it, isn't it like the more? Isn't it like the bigger you are, the more? Susceptibility or to heat isn't that the whole? I think yeah, yeah, definitely. Like uh, when Razi is here around all the time, even Matruk, like I always make sure to have the the podcast studio was cold as right because if I have to shut off the AC again, he doesn't provide blankets. No, I don't. Blankets over there though. (laughs) (laughs) I provide them. He just can't use them. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what was I gonna say? yeah, like in the past, when you had these kinds of conflicts, you'd understand that life is just confusing. There's no exactly. right and wrong way. Mm-hmm. So you counterbalance that by talking to people, but people aren't talking to each but, other. But yeah. dude, th- think about it. Like, man, there's like, there's like, there's like, you know, there's hungry children in Africa. There's people suffering. You know, yeah. there's refugees and whatever. And people are taking time off of a you know major news channel to talk about. The AC being sexist, like yeah, that's what bothers me. And they're yeah. talking, and they're talking about how DJ Khaled doesn't like to go down on a woman. 
<laughs> right? Right? Like, <laughs> what a what trivial is this topic. Now? I'm not kidding what you, What is man. this? I just read an article about an article. About DJ Khaled doesn't Khaled. go down on women. He doesn't go down. Is he, this is his actual but quote, I don't go he's down. He's like, I don't go down. That's disgusting. But, I'm ex- but I expect my wife to go down on me. <laughs> and they claim that he's sexist because he said that. Oh, great. I'm like, if they agree on it, like if they're both comfortable with that, like why is that sexist, you know? <laughs> See, like if she's okay with it and he's fine, like why is that? I don't yeah, just get don't, people, man. That's between them, exactly. isn't it? Like, why does it have to be sexist? See, see, that's the thing, right? You know, when people, when people, you know, when you, when you talk about like conspiracy theories to people, people are so often, often quick to point out that you know it's the media, man, the media, and whatever. I'm like, okay, fine, the media has a part in this, right. but if you actively, f-ing, you know, support the fact that support these articles and give them attention, of course, the media is going to cater to what you want. Yeah, right. I don't think it's ever the media's but, but wait, fault. I think it's it's always the person's. Walt is exposed to the media. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for a second because I, I there is one thing that does make me feel a bit confused about some of these things. So DJ Khaled does represent; he's a public figure. So when people say, "Oh, you're a public figure," you should represent the better values of society, right? Why should he though? I don't know. Does he or doesn't he? Is, I don't think he does. Like, why would see? This is the thing. This this is the way I see it. Right. If you're a public figure, yeah. That's the thing about, like, you'd have to define what a public figure is now. Like, anyone who's an Instagram yeah. has 21K. He's exactly. like, is that a public figure? Sorry, sorry. But when you want to talk about... OJ, sorry. It's quote-unquote social media influencer <laughs> right now. Please. Oh, I please don't even get me about started, the terms. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Sorry oh, for man. that. I, I kind of lost my... Well, people do kind of judge people, though, who are social media influencers the second they start... <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. I was just thinking about Amar Faro. Oh, like my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. We need to get to that. We, we, we really do. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Um, yeah, we like if you're if you're an influencer and you have uh, I don't know how many followers and you're talking about video games all the time. There is a backlash when like a, a guy that's known for his video game reviews or whatever, or he's you know fun for this, or he's talking about fitness, or she's talking about fitness. The second they start talking about a topic they don't know, mm-hmm. there's immediately a backlash, which is like. Oh, no, I don't want to hear your point of view about this mm-hmm. because I don't agree with you. And then some people are like, oh, I'm interested to know what you feel about this because exactly. they want to have more of an insight yeah. into the real person behind and it. And they have the right to do so. Like, you know, like if being a public figure or not, you have the right to comment on whatever you want. Because you're a normal human being. Exactly. Right? You're supposed to have flaws. You're supposed to have positions. And then it changes Absolutely. over time. And people have the right to... You know, criticize you on that, and yeah. that's fair enough too. I'll, I'll let the, I'll, I can I can convince DJ Khaled in years time maybe that he's wrong in his stance, but I'm not gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna be like, man, what's happening in that marriage? What's, what's, what's going on, man? Come and, on. And that's the, the other thing. Like, I'm I'm always uh, wondering why people expect public figures like him, for yeah. example. I'm not trying to define what he is or what he yeah. represents, but why are they expecting someone like him? To comment on things as if he was an intellectual, because he's not, and right. he's no. far from that. Well, because you know? apparently he has some kind of perceived power. Influence yeah. to them nowadays is power, but how many people have influence? So, you said it yourself, it's not like back in the day where somebody has a platform on TV, and then they're like, okay, you have power, therefore you must represent the better value of all mm-hmm. of society, now you have a million people. So, how does that work? Like we were, we were talking about the the Amar Farouk. <laughs> All right, so go go ahead and explain this to people. What, what I showed oh, you guys. Oh, OJ, you want to take this or should I? Please, yeah, I showed them this after the like, last podcast. We mentioned it a bit. Who? Look, I think we we have to start as who is Amar Farouk. Yes, go ahead. Um, 
Well, that's the thing. Like to me, well, he's supposedly he's supposedly an, a media influencer. Mm-hmm. At least right now he is because he, is, he started yeah. off as this kind of a YouTube sort of uh, like one of the early Bahraini YouTubers, or, right? Yeah, like, that actually blew up, you know. And I don't know what got into his head that he he just sort of assumed that at one point, oh, I am I have the responsibility to comment on these certain issues, yeah. which is fine if you want to do so. When you're tackling a subject like uh, child, you know, sexual harassment, and right. and um, there are certain things that really need to be handled very, very carefully. And you, I don't think he's like he's, don't think he's doing an accurate you know, job. You know, something it? it's 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 the way he presented it that really. I mean, I mean, look. Okay, what, let me just give a background about what happened with this. So he's he he's, he usually does. These like oh Omar Farouk does this. Yeah, he's like Omar oh he's, yeah. he's he's gonna Omar Ijarab Omar tries to like clean mm-hmm. up in sanitation. Or Omar tries to like it's be supposed a to be like a, a socially social awareness kind of kind of uh, campaign thing. Yeah. yeah. So the the most recent one, the one that happened actually the last podcast is a day after that aired. It was like already eight hundred thousand views or something right. by the time I showed you guys, and it was Omar Farouk is. Uh, I don't want to say tries pedophilia because that it, sounds. It's, it's, the, 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 it, the title the of title. it is "I'm a pedophile." I'm a pedophile. I'm a you. <laughs> That's the title of the YouTube video, and he put that up there like, I'd, I'd because be, he's trying to generate. You know, if, if I, if it's I, clickbait, man. It is. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you know, if, I, if I was, if I was a parent, and I, and I and I saw the title of the video, I'd be I'd be horrified. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, you know, first impression usually is the last impression. And I see a guy uploading a video on YouTube saying that I'm a pedophile. Yeah. I'll just be horrified. well-known guy, well-known influencer, exactly. his channel, and says, I'm a pedophile. It's a picture of him with a shitty beard. Exactly. Like, 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 like with all the controversy with YouTube yeah. stars like, you know, Logan Paul and whatever. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. God damn, you know, these guys are, so, are, are, are a subject of controversy. So, yeah. this guy writing that I'm a pedophile just, just, just horrifies me. Do you imagine like how many thousands were clicking on this? Like, I knew it! This f- <laughs> I knew this. Uh, he looked like oh, okay. It's not about that. But, but, <laughs> it would be funny if someone just opened it halfway, yeah. And he's like grabbing a child. <laughs> like, I knew it, <laughs> son but, of a but, bitch. But you, you, you know something? You know we're 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 comedians, so we looked at it from a very comedic point of view, and I'm sure a lot of people look at it. I from promise you, a lot of people did. Because let's there explain is, what's I mean, happening. It, like that. Can he, I can he, I first comment on there's this one bit yeah. where they. <laughs> Well, let's, tell them, let's tell them the whole thing. Let's tell them the whole okay, thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right, so, so, so he he's, he basically dresses up as a, a skeevy looking pedophile, right? And the first few minutes it opens to him, like you know, being in costume, explaining how it's mm-hmm. a problem in society. The, the back, just to, just so to make this clear, the, clear the background of this is that it's a campaign that's supposed to teach children how yeah. not to get harassed. Exactly. And there is exactly. nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah, at all. Nothing Let's wrong. make that very clear. Yes. There's nothing in, in, in the. In fact, it is encouraged. The idea about this is very well motivated. So the idea is awareness. Mm-hmm. So it, let's talk about this issue instead of what we do in the Middle East, which is like bury it and not yeah. really talk about it, not have public awareness about it, sir. But the but execution, the execution, the execution was, was Oscar award, award-winning execution, <laughs> mate. <laughs> tell you, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like I, I watched it. I think uh, it's it's a shame that I contributed to three views to that eight hundred thousand. But I I watched it three times because I wanted to know what was the what point was he trying to make in mm. the very beginning. You've watched it twice, I think. Yes, I have. The very beginning, he's like, 
He's trying to act as a pedophile. Yeah. But, That's but after one. he says, that, by the way, the pedophile has... Yeah, yeah. Like, he's in a very somber, very serious way. He's saying, by the way, what do you think a pedophile looks like? He's like, does he have a beard? Is he... Is he like mm-hmm. conservative? He's like, well, the pedophile doesn't have... <laughs> doesn't have an image. The, or but the molester then, doesn't have a specific look. But then, then he's, <laughs> as he's saying this, this woman is trying to make this fake-ass raccoon beard <laughs> look So realistic. he's basically wearing, like, a redneck t-shirt and... <laughs> And a fanny pack for some reason. A fanny pack. A fanny pack. And and his beard does not even look like a beard. It's like they took off something from a broom and they put it on his something face. Something that just like, died on the road. Like he's he 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 recreated the this, the image of the pedophile. When you see yeah. the word pedophile, like that's what I like think. Like when of. you're yeah. saying that, oh, the pedophile does not have a clear. Look, look yeah, and yeah. then you're doing like that. You're making yourself look like a cliche of what a people exactly. would probably look like. If anything, I would just look, I would look. He made he did the cliche, and I was saying it doesn't have a look. But then, of course, the argument would be because he's trying to hide his identity because he's a famous. Yeah. Why don't why don't why, why just why have some other guy exactly just pull some and other guy? Then off. and then this is where this. This bit right here is the one that I don't understand. After the bit where he, they're putting his makeup on and everything, it cuts to a scene where he's like in the middle of this abandoned sort of house or something. Right. And he's going like around and he's something. going around like he's sneaking and sneaking. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, why are you looking for children in an abandoned place somewhere on a mezrah? Like, it was it was it was, it was such a it was such a Tom and Jerry sort of representation. It was. Of it, was it was. Like and how are you expecting me to take that? I showed this to OJ and Matrook at the time. It's like it's well past a million views now. But at the time I showed it to you, I was like, please wait, the best scene is coming up, and it's and, and there's and it does come up. It does. It's like they're they're talking to this uh, this uh, kindergarten. I think what's well, called like a daycare center. Yeah. And it's run by this woman and another guy that uh, another person that works there as well. And he's very effeminate, right? Right. So I I'm not gonna assume, but he he might be gay. I'm not sure, but he could just be fluffy or faffy or what's the term? I forgot it now. But uh, very soft. very yeah, very soft, very effeminate. Maybe not to offend anybody. Not to offend anybody. Of course not. There's nothing wrong with what with, with that, the person's identity, but it's just the contrast of the image and how it portrays in the next scene which is they're, they, they're training the kids to kind of resist because what's happening in this is that they give the kids an education about um, people that molest and people that are per- pedophiles and perverts and all that and then after that they send them off and Omar kind of tries to test them by like luring them into his car his i don't know what kind of car that right. was it was a really like a car specialist out there probably screaming because yeah. i, know what the I mean i don't was. know what kid wouldn't want to get into it's, that i car. guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if i was a kid man. They, they went around as like so what would the kid what car would a kid get into i think that's the, that's, that's definitely the one. The, one. That's the one that speaks to, to children everywhere um but yeah, they, they do that. But during the the daycare time, there's the scene that OJ just cracks the hell up, and it's, it's, I still do. <laughs> they're just they have a moment where they're teaching them about like you know basically don't let them touch you in any sense or way. Just push them away. And it's like yeah, do that. But then they have these giant foam hand sticks, oh, man, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> these giant hand sticks, <laughs> and they poke them with it. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. This actually happens. Like not not like, not like like it's a gentle like hey come to move into it's like a poke like a, a cattle prod right, exactly exactly <laughs> just like spearing them with oh, these yeah. hand slappers i i wondered if they if the kids got to take the the, the hands home with them. <laughs> <laughs> 
when I was watching that with a friend of mine, uh, <laughs> when I came to the essay and it was like, holy shit, I need one of those in my house. I can itch my back. Oh, God. You know, you know, I, I, uh, you know, the, the thing with this video is, it, it's funny, but like, it's a real issue. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it is. is that, though. That, that was my point at the time is that if you're trying to make, if you're addressing an issue like child molestation, it can't be done like that. No. You know, you gotta re- be very, very careful, you know? And this happens a lot when, especially when, especially in media, like when you're, like, I mean, this is like a horrible, ex- you know, compra- co- uh, comparison, but I'll just go yeah. with it. Like when you're going to cinema, especially in cinema, when you're addressing an issue like that, it's gotta be done very, very, very carefully. Measured because, and, yeah. And, mm. because, but, because, you know, if you're, if you do one mistake, it just falls apart immediately. I think that was my issue with the video, is that there's there's good on him for picking it up when nobody else would. Good on him True. for being a, a, a person that's trying to basically make change. But it does come off as... Um, comedic. Comedic, yeah. that's our mind working. Yeah, I'm sure like there's 40% of people <laughs> but, watching it that were as but well. It but it does, and I've... I've, what, I've I showed it to a lot of people and they actually like they didn't even believe that this was, was real. This it was, was serious, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it's the and it's also because there's a little there's a hint, a little hint that it's about the ratings. It's about the the how it looks and it's yeah. going to capture people's imagination and and honestly uh, also like make parents scared, which I don't it's like fear-mongering, which is I know they should be aware of it and they should be talking mm-hmm. about it, but I'd rather I much would have rather had you know, interviews and people talking about their experiences, talking about how common yeah, it is, right. talking about, you know, uh, what you can do to prevent it. it when, when in reality, it was more like, okay, we're going to just, it felt like a prank TV show true, to me. Like, true. okay, look at the kid. He's freaking out. Because <laughs> like, some of these kids would freak out. Yeah. And, and, and so you remember you made that comment about like the, was it the same woman? And like, <laughs> every time. <laughs> was it? Oh my God. I don't know. Like the, because every time one of the kids would run to their mother it was always a, a, a mother that was fully like a, naqab and, naqab and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. So we couldn't tell if that was and the same I, I don't know if it was I think you said this too and and I showed it to my friend and he said the same thing he's like what if there's a twist in the end and he, right? she takes off a naqab and it's him <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's freaky man it's the way he just like comes out of nowhere oh so it's not like I'm sure these kids are gonna be traumatized for the rest I'm of their life because sure. of this video <laughs> no those one, kids no, none of them are gonna get a car like they're gonna that. be like <laughs> dude they're gonna be like in, in like some stadium somewhere for a, a football game or something and people have the foam hands <laughs> and they're just gonna be slapping all of you I'm surrounded by pedophiles <laughs> um, oh man yeah it's it's these moments that are like that when it happens in real life you're like this is surreal I can't believe this is real right now yeah it's it was so hilarious I think honestly like the guy should really be careful like a public figure like him someone who's got this big of a following you know you can't you just made it. the argument then no, no, no. But that's the thing, because that's what he does. Right. Like, when you're talking, when you compare it to DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled is not expected to say anything, you know, fundamentally, you know, profound or anything. Like, he's not, his role wasn't, isn't to comment on social issues. Right. But, uh, Omar built this uh, foundation of him Oh, so you're, his, his beginning was based off of stuff like yeah, that? I, yeah. always, I always thought he oh, was absolutely. just like, hey, look at me doing this. No, no, no. no. no he no, started no. off by doing uh, travel series and it's it's about him experiencing 
different oh. countries yeah. from the perspective of so it's always social people. commentary it's always social commentary oh, okay, like from, all right, as okay. far as i know like that's so that would be your whoa what just happened this mic is weird like it's at some angles it's a lot better like this angle right here is perfect all right <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm never gonna figure this out i'm it's, telling it's, you it's always something it's always, yeah, it's always something, something. Yeah, yeah. um uh, yeah, you're saying that he's he's always been the kind of guy that has that kind of um, yeah. social commentary. And that is the distinction between a public figure that does comment and a public figure that shouldn't comment or maybe shouldn't have the responsibility. Shouldn't have the responsibility to. Okay, and so shouldn't be judged by literally anything he says because he's not – like when you're – what about Kanye? Like, I was just going to... Yeah, that was... <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. Like, when you're talking about Kanye, like, I don't expect... I don't know why people are getting pissed off about what Kanye is saying. Although, what he said recently was pretty much insane. <laughs> you know? But but then again, I think... But why... Why am I taking this so seriously? Like, he's not... It's not like I'm listening to someone who has constantly made intellectual comments about social issues or... Like, I'm not expecting him to be that clever. I'm not saying that he's stupid, no, but no. I'm not expecting him to, to be issues responsible like to, like, nuanced yeah. conversation. So, if he said and, something and, stupid, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's it's Kanye. You know, if I could if I could just, just you know, <clears throat> shoot my opinion on this, I think, <laughs> I think the whole Kanye thing is because, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians is losing ratings, so he had to do something, <laughs> like, outrageous. Like, he was the he was the sacrificial lamb. Do you think so? That, right? Seriously. Like, if you think about it, with keeping I up with... I have a bigger conspiracy. I think he's doing all of this as a publicity stunt for his next album. I think he's running for president, bro. I think that's what's going to happen. He said he will. He yeah, said that yeah. a couple of years ago. The Rock, they're thinking about him as a real contender. And and Oprah, both. <laughs> so <laughs> Honestly, after Trump, anybody can be president. Uh, think, right? Yeah, that's what changed the game. Yeah. That's why all these people are like, hey, you can be, I can be, I can do that. I think that's, <laughs> the, can, I can do that. that. That's to me what like made hope happen. But does, does, does Kanye meet the age restriction for a president? No, I'm sure he does, yeah. Yeah, 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 so. really? yeah. yeah. The dude has been doing K-pop since the 90s. Yeah, right? he's, he's, he's up there. But, um, yeah, I think that was my, like, I think silver lining kind of moment with Trump being the president. It was like, oh, see, anybody can be president. <laughs> right. Like, that should give people <laughs> you know, hope. You know the funny thing about that time? Like, when 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 when, when they're announcing the presidency, hmm. um, what was it? Like, yeah, it was him and Hitler in the end. And I don't, I don't remember who I was talking to. And I said, I hope he wins. I hope he wins. And I was just saying it as a joke because I knew that he wasn't going to win. Right. And I was like, I just really hope he wins just so they can see how f***ed up that decision was. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want them to learn from their mistakes. And then he won. And I'm like, holy s***. But do you it think actually people, did happen. Do you think people learn the most important lesson, which is elections do matter? That's um, like, you actually do have power. If I can, don't know if they learned it, but I know that. That's important. <laughs> like, I don't know if they're going to repeat the same mistake again. Because when you look at American history, I mean, I'm not very educated in, like, history of presidents. But when you look back and you see mm. people like George Bush and uh, what's his how was Senior his or? No, no, no. Uh, Junior? The, yeah, George W. George W. Bush. Yeah. And uh, what was his name? The, the Monica Lewinsky dude. Uh, Clinton. <laughs> oh, Clinton. Clinton. I don't know why yeah. I forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like, when you see people like that getting you know, getting to the presidency, you're like, you know, how bad can it be? And then it's Trump and it's like, you know, it's just, yeah. it's almost like a... Well, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it happens in any system, right? You know, I, I think, I think, I always say that Donald Trump 
you know, uh, comedians really appreciate Donald Trump because he gave them four yeah. more years of material. material yeah. <laughs> but you know, although I, I prefer the the W material, I don't know why W was just funny because <laughs> because Trump is easy. Trump, Trump is easy. Trump is so Trump easy. Is so easy. easy. Because anything he says can be funny. Yeah, exactly. George Bush. <laughs> George Bush is, is like you need to be a lot more. Do you know why? Because George Bush, you could see him try. <laughs> you could see him try to be yes. like serious and everything else, and he was like, so and he true. just up like he wouldn't open the door properly yeah. after saying and, it. And George George Bush did not go to WWE and uh, do a stunt no, there. George Bush right. was not in a reality TV show. And exactly. You know, so like, he's already a cartoon before he, he even got there. Yeah. Trump was a joke from the very beginning. Like yeah. I, I was just listening to I just remember this. I was just listening to Kendrick Lamar in the car. Yeah. And this was a song from 2007 maybe or 8. Right. And he was making a joke. I forget the lyric, but he was making a joke of, uh, you should just go and vote for Donald Trump. And I was like, shit, this was like back then. <laughs> right. Oh, no and way. Like the joke that he was making, I'm like, dude, you had no idea he it was going to no happen. Clue. It was coming, man. It was coming <laughs> but, right at you. But see, the, the thing, you know, uh, I totally agree with you when it comes to George W. Bush. Yeah. You know, it was more, um, it was more hilarious when comedians made fun of him because I said, okay, comedians will appreciate him because he gave them four extra years of material. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, after like a year, you just you just get bored of the Trump jokes. It's, yeah, it's repetitive. Isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. like OJ said, it's too easy. He's, he's orange. Easy. He's a pumpkin. He, exactly. he waves his hands around. He's easy. overweight. He's not. He's weird. He's – yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I think that's – I think we've covered, honestly, most of – we're actually way over time at the moment. So, I want to get on some different topics as well. But um, thank you guys for coming in today. Yep. We'll Absolutely. cover that no on worries. next time. Indeed, we will. More to happen we're and more happening on the way. And hopefully, Matruk um, uh, will have a lot more sessions with you before you have to leave. I don't know if you guys know this and we didn't mention it last time. But Matruk, uh, I want him to be a staple figure in the show, especially for the Banter Buddies episode. Oh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's, he's congratulations to him. He is uh, heading to Canada, inshallah, if Thank everything you. If goes, I can get the visa. <laughs> if you can get the visa. If it's Canada, so he has to placate the bears. He doesn't have to worry about Just Trump. be nice to everybody. Yeah, be know. nice to Everybody. Just be a little bit. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he is going to be uh, heading out there by July if everything goes as planned. Uh, September. 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 All yes. right, so September. So we got plenty of time until then. We'll be here with you guys all throughout summer, summer and maybe by next time it'll be Ramadan. So uh, Ramadan Kareem to everybody. If Ramadan Kareem. Yes, Ramadan. 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 And we'll stay tuned next time for some more controversial topics or hopefully just fun topics, whether it's movies <laughs> or anything else. It, it slides down the spectrum. It started out really well. It but did. Then we sort of it, like, just, <laughs> it just took off. It's the nature of the format. We don't always want this stuff. I, 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 I can go geeky or anything oh, else depending. Man. But yeah, give us your comments, your feedback, share with people. Let us know what you'd, you'd want to hear about. If you, if you feel differently about what we're talking about or feel like we missed some important points, yeah, go ahead. Have a conversation. Please. That's yes. how we actually yes, that's get how to, we want to do it. Yeah, don't don't get offended. Let's have a conversation. And Please that's the it. most important part of any kind of uh, conflict resolution. 